Yo, what's good? Welcome to Counter Currents. This is episode 61. Petey Steele. And Elena Torres are in the house. And tonight, our guest is the one, the only, Rojo Perez. Hey. Woo. Thank you guys for having me. Our pleasure. Thanks for doing it. How you been? Good, man. Everything's yeah. fun. It's having a fun weekend here at the Draft House. Show's been good. Right. One more to go. DC's been good to you. I love it. The more I come back, I enjoy Other than losing my phone last night. Ooh. You lost your phone? What? What? How'd it happen? Now you got to tell us the whole story. I, I mean, I wish I knew, really. Yeah, but, like, but you know, you know, what I mean? like, but you know up until what Somewhere point? in between me at the bar and me doing a flip on a bike rack. <laughs> Somewhere um, in between, like I was trying—I don't know what I was trying to do, but in the moment it felt good. Was it over or on top of? I went over. I tried to okay. flip. I was trying who to be a little you, acrobatic. Who were you trying to impress with uh, these That's flip what's tactics? sad. I think it was the inner me. Oh, yeah. really? I was just trying to impress the child me. I actually like that. I respect that. You know? Yeah, me too. Actually, it's fuck better these than- other people. So that yeah. was. But other than that. It's dope. I, the more I come, every time I come back, I enjoy it more. Right, right, right. So, have you been tech like phone free for the past twenty four hours? I Is was. Uh, the whole day today was no phone, and at that moment, like, man, I don't want to <sighs> no go fun, buy a no new fun. one. It, it, like, it's I'm just a way you forget. It's crazy how much, like everything. Like, I could. We were talking about it. It's like, oh, I can get away with no money. Right. Yeah. I could go through a day with no money and yeah. figure it out. Yeah. No phone. I was like, if I go no. outside, I'm lost. Especially, yeah, especially in, no a city, in a city that you're not that from. That you're not from. Like, how do you get around? Yeah. That's because the other thing the phone does, it makes you not want to talk to anybody. Oh, yeah. And I've ask been, them I've been chattering all day. You know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been stopping people left and right. My favorite was we, we had to go to the store, like the cell store today to get a new one. I had to go. And you're like the dude's trying. The dude was trying to be nice. Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. but he. This is how much he's not. He shouldn't have been on the floor yet. Yeah. Okay. This dude needed a little more training. Guy? This shit was. Yeah, bad. yeah. And I was like, hey man, I lost my phone. See if we can track it or whatever. And he goes, oh, let me see what I can do. Um, uh, where where'd you leave it? I was like, okay, I can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't fuck with you. If I knew where yeah. I left it, we wouldn't be talking yeah, right exactly. now. That's born. Exactly. And you didn't you don't have find my iPhone or any of that shit? No, it doesn't work on Android. And they frown on. Oh, really? Oh, you had an Android. My, I'm loyal. Has have cuz I've lost my phone many a time and never once has calling it made worked. any even yeah, yeah, not once has that worked. I've left it in the back of Ubers before. Yeah, yeah. And called the Uber a ton of like that doesn't like I have to like call Uber and get the Uber, but calling my own phone. I actually never know a works. girl that did that. She blacked out at a party, then left it in the Uber, uh-huh. and then she called it from her computer and nobody picked up. But then she tracked it, you know, so yeah. it was in the car, and she left a message, a voicemail on her phone, being like, "Yo, if you don't pick this up, like I'm gonna call the police or whatever." So then the dude called back and really? said, "Fine, you can meet me, but I hail from like Spotsylvania, fucking Virginia, yeah, right?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. she she got some dude because she's like. Four foot eleven, the driver out there, you know, and the dude just walks up, hands her the phone, turns around, not even like a sorry or nothing. So she gave him a one, probably fucked his life up. So then the next day, because she works in like mental health, you know, I got on the phone, I called her work, and I was like, "Hello, this is like Susie from Spotsylvania Regional Medical Center. I need to speak to a Mrs. So and So. It's a tariff off duty to warn." 
initiative. Uh, we have a gentleman here suicidal with a plan to swallow razors. He said it's due to losing his Uber thing and he you know, <laughs> implicated you in the shit. And yo, she was eating that motherfucker up, scared to death before I candid camera her ass. Wow, that's hilarious. Yeah, I remember once back things. before iPhones and back when I used to drink a lot, I lost like one of the older phones and I texted, and this is before phones like could lock, and I texted it offering ridiculous money rewards just to see if that will work. Mm-hmm. They're like, I'll give you $500,000 to give me my phone back. <laughs> Nothing. I was like, really? You want my Razor phone that bad? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I've tried it all. I haven't. That's a, uh, that's, that's great. I mean, I was, I, we called it a couple times and it rang and then eventually it went straight to the voicemail mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, someone has like now, yeah, cause yeah. the thing is, I didn't even care about the, like, it's a two year old phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were due for an upgrade. I was like, I just want that SD card. <laughs> right, right, I right. genuinely, I'll pay right. you for that little card right. in there. Yeah. Like, right. I'll pay you for my life. I was, I was worried looking through it. And then when we were able to like communicate with somebody on, on Samsung and they were like, oh, the phone's been, uh, somebody erased it, everything. Oh and wow! I was like, they, but they, can they do that? They, oh, they just Android. gave it a factory reset. Somebody, whoever had it, had it, right. gave it a factory reset. And I was like, oh, that's beautiful. That's so much like yeah. the 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 weight off my. I was like, great. I All don't your need. Info's yeah, there. exactly. Right, Everything's right. gone. Keep this trash phone. Right. Like I could care less at this point. Exactly. Just make right. sure none of these photos come out. Yeah. There you go. You can't have. You got that. You know. Important thing. That's worse yeah. than doing an HPV call. Yeah. You're yeah. like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Some of your nudes. Yeah. Hey, if you what? see your boobs out there, I wasn't me. It was. God, so, I like forget you. about that sometimes. I mean, I'm married now, but I forget about that sometimes. That like, it's not just in because I was delete whatever from my phone, but yeah. it's like the it's someone else's phone from mm-hmm. some time wherever ago. Like nope. some shit might pop up. That's scary, and yeah. it might not even be his fault. No, of course not. Like, yeah, he was just doing a flip on a bike rack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Russians yeah. got him. What the exactly. fuck? <laughs> so Rojo, where do you hail from? I live out in New York, um, but I'm from Puerto Rico. Okay. So I grew up in Puerto Rico, um, and I've been in New York. I've been back in New York now for like 12 years. Okay. Something like that, 11, 12 years. So that's that's home, I guess, right now. And doing comedy the whole time in New yeah, York? Man, yeah, man. Uh, started in Florida when I was in college. Oh. My, like my last, my senior year of college, I started um, going to like Mike's or whatever. I had a, I'd write and I didn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And then I had a buddy who was doing, he started doing Mike's and he invited me and like, where in Florida is this? Cause I that's was at, like a country, you know, man, I was in, so I was in between Tampa and Orlando, the college, I went to a <laughs> okay. small college in between Tampa and Orlando. Mm-hmm. So those, so those were the two majors, quote major cities. We, we'd go to the go do, Right, uh, Mike's, but it's like you know, outside of like one of the a city that has like a strong scene, mm-hmm. you're like, oh Just man, I got it, I got it. You crushed it. Sorry. You crushed that yeah, bug. Don't good. worry about it. I yeah. thought you gave me one applause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were really into this story. Cheered <laughs> for fucking Tampa, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but you know, when it's something like that, you're like, oh, I got up three times this week. I'm crushing it. Yeah. I'm working so hard, yeah. you know, and then you yep. go, and then you move to New York, and you're like, "Oh, motherfuckers are getting up three times a night." 
I wasn't yeah. even playing. I'm playing a different game. Yeah. You guys are out here doing something different than what I was doing. In New York, too, it's like a competition of like how many mics people can do in a week. Like sometimes I, I, I'll I, people would be like, how many mics do you do in a week? They'll be like, 57. I'm like, Jesus. Uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, I was never that person. Like I was mm-hmm. always, uh, some people do it. I just don't, like if I do, if somebody, if I have to do more than three sets a night, I, I feel like I'm not getting anything out of you it. You get counterproductive yeah. I'm usually with it. trying, because like, usually you're yeah. like, Oh man, I gotta run. I gotta do this. I gotta leave. I gotta run to another set. I gotta do and like yeah, you're so distracted with making all the mics rather than actually listening to what you did and your set and being like, how is this good? How am I flexing? So like, I've never been someone who has to go numbers wise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love like, but I do get up a lot in New York, but just Mm -hmm. because that's what you're doing. I don't have friends. (laughs) You know, or like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have like regular. I never have plans, but every night I have something to do. Yeah. No, but. that that actually for me was super helpful because I didn't start comedy until I moved to D.C. And I moved here from Mexico. Hey. Um, okay. But. Where? Went. Mexico City. Okay. And I moved here and I had no friends. So comedy was a lot easier to like dive right into because I didn't know anybody. So I didn't have. Yeah, you're not leaving do. anybody behind. Yeah, exactly. And it was like the perfect way to get out of like shitty double date stuff. Yeah. Then my husband would be like, oh, my friend's wife really wants to meet you. would be like, sorry, I have comedy. You know what <laughs> I mean? Sorry, I have a dream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think that's really helpful for all the new comics out there. Having no friends is... Oh, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The less people who care about you, the better. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I feel like you have to be that way in New York. I was reaching out to some of my friends from here, like went there today, about like, yeah, I'll be coming up. They're like, who the fuck is this? He's <laughs> like, give me a spot. Come on. We all got to, everybody packs away. It's mm-hmm. a, yeah, it's a very, uh, I thankfully moved so early on from Florida, I didn't know any better. Gotcha. Like, I moved up, so, like, I, let's say, I, I want to say I started like summer 07. Okay. And then April 08, I was in New York. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I didn't, I, I hadn't learned any of this. I was like, I can be bad in New York. Right, right, I'm right. bad here. I could be bad up there. What do we like? What's the I, difference? Like, it's not like I was like a big fish in a small. I think that shit's tough. Yeah. yeah. When people get like on and you're established and you're seen and then yeah. you have to go up expecting to get the same sort of treatment. Yeah. And then you get in New York and you're like, oh, cool. You're funny. Great. So are these other 25, 30, 40 people nobody's heard of yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get it? Like, yeah. get in line again. That's yeah. great. You're funny, but hey, man, start pecking away. Yeah. And like, that's yeah. like, I think that's a trickier thing when I see comics do that. And I was like, I don't think I could handle that. Yeah. I'm, so I'm lucky I was dumb enough to move <laughs> early. So this is something we ask all the New York comics just because, like, we've both had experience doing comedy in New York. And like when I first, first, first started comedy, like the first three weeks, my sister lived in Brooklyn. And so I decided, I, I figured that Washington DC had no comedy scene. That's just like what I thought in my head. So I was like, I guess I have to do comedy in New York. But I also thought that going up like once a week meant that you were like getting you a lot of shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So I, so I did like three weeks in New York doing those miserable mics. You know, yeah, it's what I'm talking fun. to. Where you have three minutes in front of other comics. comics that hate you. And what, what, how long did it take you, do you think, to crack that nut, to, like, get out of that scene and move up to get in, Have get you gotten out of it people? yet? Yeah, I mean, thanks, uh, yeah, TV helped a little mm-hmm. to get me out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, yeah, you're out of it, like, you get, I don't know, it takes a couple, I, 
I guess it takes a couple years, but I'm also like, I eventually got comfortable in the sense of like, I'm not using these mics, quote unquote, for laughter. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I just need to hear it out loud. Sure. Like I need to get that out and just feel the pacing of what I'm trying to do. So it's like, that to me, like when I started like, the best I learned from like doing those three minute things, like, man, pick one thing, maybe two. And that's all you're working on on these three right. minutes. Yeah. And that just focus on that and figure out like, man, here's a tag or this sounded yeah. weird or this feels worthy or like. So like sometimes like I would if you get a chuckle or you get like a couple comics to like smile and like nah, you're like, oh, and with real people, that'll work. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you guys aren't real people. Right. I don't right. I don't trust your judges. So like right. I, so that to me was very helpful on like right. not getting bogged down on that sort of like. Fuck, I'm I suck or this said they don't like me or this energy right. or like yeah I that gotta sort teach myself how to do that cause and that's I, the thing I learned I had to learn as well like it wasn't nobody ever told me this you just eventually build up enough of like a callus and right. you're just like, yeah oh, that's just yeah that's what I always found was the hardest about those mics is you can't tell. And plus what comics think is, think is funny is so different than what an audience is yeah. gonna think is funny. It's like how do I know if this is working or not? Yeah. But I guess, like you say, you just learn to just do it for you, and then you can take it somewhere else. And I think, yeah, and I think, and I was lucky enough, man, like, maybe three years into me starting doing stand-up, maybe four, I was, I got, I had somebody take me out with them mm. on the, to do weekends. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even have 30, really, I didn't have 30. Right. I could talk for 30, right. but it wasn't, like, a tight thing. So I was like, but I was able to leave New York early mm-hmm. on like four years in and be able to go and do six shows 30 minutes each yeah, outside so like that yeah. helped me the, so when I came back I was like oh I can I can do this yeah mm-hmm. like I think that also like helped me without even noticing at the time so when mm-hmm. I came back to I was still doing small shows in New York or mics or whatever and you're like oh this doesn't this is small potatoes this mm-hmm. the, in the grand scheme of this, this doesn't mean anything. Like it's mm-hmm. you're looking out for you. So that's why I'm like I record everything. I listen to the sets like that. That was the way it helped me get out of that sort of like rut or sort of that get out of that wheel of just keep doing the same stuff and like not falling clicky and mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Well, you've got a show coming up real soon. Real soon. We got some time. We got a little time, but yeah. we also need to announce oh, yeah. what's going on here next week. Uh, Kim Congdon is coming down from New York. Uh, broad topics to Joe Rogan podcast. It's going to be Friday and Saturday night, seven and nine p.m. And then at Arlington Cinema Draft House, we have none other than Ismo. Ismo Live from Ismo, from Last Call with Carson Daly and Conan, um, and that's going to be August the 8th, Thursday, 7.30, the 9th, Friday, 7.30 and 10, and then the 10th at 7 and 9.30, and like we've said every week here, keep following us on our Instagram, follow us on Facebook, and you'll be putting the raffle for three free sets of tickets to those week's shows. And then you can unfollow and, you know, do it the next week (laughs) and just hustle the shit out of us. We don't care. Yeah. And if you give us nice comments, you know, your chances go even higher. But only nice comments. No, you you give me bad ones. Yo. 
Petey, let's Publicity's troll him. publicity. I'm more sensitive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she won't read them, but yeah. you know. <laughs> Petey will. He'll yeah. tell me about it. Yeah, I can't, you know, I don't have any soul left. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Rojo, so thank you for joining us, sir. What do you got coming up? Man, I'm back on the road now the next couple months. You can go to RojoPerez.com. All the dates will be up there. I'll be, most of them, I'll be with Tone Bell. We're, we're traveling together. That's the home. Fantastic. Um, and check out the HBO special that's out on, like, on demand on all their, whatever their platform. It's called Entre Nos. Uh, me, Eric Rivera, uh, and the two other, Christian Ramirez. Of Vanessa, it's great. So All right, check that's, it out. that's something I want to ask you about really quick. Yeah. Like, have you like with that? Did you get to do a lot of Latin rooms? And do you get to do Latin rooms like in or do those exist? Is my question. Dude, um, I think it's starting to become more of a thing. Yeah. I do like I'll do shows in Spanish. Yeah. Like, but I don't. To me, that's like I don't think that's a Latin, to quote unquote. Like, I think what like I think what you're meaning more is. Spanish well, people coming to an English show. That's what I mean. Right? Because like, because I have not because I do some jokes too where it's like half of them are in Spanish, you know, half of them are in English. But it's hard to find a room where people yeah, can get that if you're not like going to Mexico. Like I've, if I did shows in Mexico, mm. that would work. But uh, I find like d- like do Latin people go to comedy? Like I'm thinking like maybe Texas. I'm like I where think, can I mean, you yeah, find? Yeah, I mean they do like um, like in New York. They're starting to be more of a scene. I think it's. I think we didn't really grow up, as in we, I mean, Spanish-speaking culture. Uh, we didn't grow up seeing a stand-up nuance scene. No, mm-hmm. not we, at like, all. I think we, like, the name, at least I can speak for me and for Puerto Ricans being like, the four dudes I knew growing up who did quote-unquote stand-up are still the four dudes doing yeah. stand-up. Yeah. And pour the, you know what I mean? So it's like we didn't have, and those dudes didn't help, I think, and I could always be wrong, but I think they didn't help the community, mm-hmm. a younger group coming up. And were they, I don't know, in Mexico, the like few stand ups were like super, it's like barely stand ups, like super cheesy. Like because half of would do it in a clown suit. Like you'll see stuff like yeah. that. And also like they're, the punches aren't, it's not punchy and it's not, no. stand, like, cause, because they, they didn't have a scene. So I think the community's yeah. starving to now. You're re-educating a whole community, like because yeah. Spanish people support music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, music. For, like music was the thing that you grew up in. We're like, oh, you can do that, and this is like everybody had their comedy wasn't that. So it's starting now, I think, yeah. to be more aware and like people are trying to make it more of an art form and a thing. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Like Mexico City now has a very small stand-up scene with like a few people that are getting known, but that's new. Like when I was growing yeah. up there, like I didn't even realize stand-up was an option for years mm-hmm. it was like which is why i mean i used to act on telenovelas and that's what i mean because that's what you perform that's yeah. where you go you yeah, know that's what you act at, heavy drama you know because it, comedy it's either like clown suit and sexual innuendos whenever yeah nothing. whenever i do shows in spanish like if i go to puerto rico if i'll mm-hmm. go like spots to do shows i have to slow down that's interesting because usually the audience isn't trained on how we do stand up in English like yeah. the pacing this yeah. the, like I don't it's a very that's interesting. it's a very prof- like it, it turns into more like I need to let you know you should laugh here yeah right like you're training so like in yeah. English you don't have to you're just saying I can deliver a punchline looking down and the audience will still react yeah rather than there I have to be like and it's your part 
Yeah. yeah. And then now mine again. And then here you go. Like it's a like a little a mad tennis sure. match sort of sort of thing. So they're starting. I think they're it's it's getting better. And it's I love an doing intelligence it. they have to build up. It's a whole yeah. you're, you're training a whole group of yeah. a whole community really of how to how to behave in stand up shows. Well, it was yeah. like growing up listening to hip hop growing up like as a white kid, you know. I remember hearing the lyrics and then fucking them all up all the time for like a couple <laughs> right, of years right. till I learned all the inflections, all the yep. slang, right. the special terminologies of the different regions and whatnot. And then it became like boom. But a lot of people I think wrote it off as something that was good and artistic because they felt like they didn't understand half of what they were listening to. Yeah. You yeah. know? And I think, man, I think that's such a key thing. And that's also, I think it's, what's tricky for Spanish is there's so much, we can understand each other. Like, I bet if we talked in Spanish, we'd understand each other. But there would be, fra there's wordings we don't use. Oh, and the way that we sound speaking, I mean, so you and me like, is going to sound dialect. so Even different. Even in the States, it's like you'll have Me like Mexicans, Colombians, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's all a different, like, for the most part, you, you have to dumb it down. Like, I find myself, I have to dumb it down a lot when I do Spanish or extra explain because I need to know for sure you know what I'm, well, especially, the term I'm especially using. Especially Puerto Rican Spanish is much faster than, say, like, Mexican Spanish. Yeah, it's like and, and, I'm, and I speak and pretty fast on stage in general, right. so right. I find myself being, like, and then something you're like, man, did I make this word up? Uh, or like, yeah, is this yeah, a yeah. Puerto Rican word nobody uses yeah. at yeah. all? Yeah, when I used to bounce here, I remember we had a whole staff full of Hispanic guys from down Central America, and they wouldn't understand some of the stuff I learned when I was in Spain yeah. for a whole oh, year. Oh, yeah. It's and so different. And then they would make fun of me, and I'd say, oh, hablo el español de reino de médico bruja. You know, <laughs> just fuck with them or whatever. For anybody that don't speak Spanish too bad, you got to look that up. That's the True. gem Translate. of this episode. True. But... um. At any rate, well, you got a show to do, my man. Yeah. Thank you for Thank cutting you it this close. This has been great. It. And come back anytime. Uh, give it up one more time for Rojo Perez. Thank everybody. you guys so much. Yeah. And we will catch out. Peace. Bye, everybody.